Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Good morning. Wake up! The Early Line. Line up! All right, here we go, people. It is uh, now a Thursday. It is February the 6th. Uh, it is still 2020, I believe, even though, uh, I don't know, years are going by here. Days are going by. Minutes are going by. But, hell, we got NBA trade deadline. Also, talk about minutes going by here. 3 p.m. today. That will be uh, that will be the lockdown, people. You uh, you are either going into uh, into the playoff season in the NBA with the current team you have, or you're going to try to tweak it and uh, add some pieces to it, like the Miami Heat did last night. Came across uh, late, and we had heard rumors about Pat Riley. You know, certainly down here, it was you know Pat was uh, working something. Yeah, uh, you know, getting that witch's brew going like he does always. Uh, he's always scheming something going on. Pat Riley, you know, what was he going to be able to pull off? And we had heard Iguodala's name mentioned. We had heard, uh, you know, Drew Holiday's name. We had heard a, a bunch of different things. Bottom line is, it was always a wing player. It was adding a little depth, adding a little shooting, but more important than anything else. And this was always something that was made a point down here in Miami experience uh, that was right. really what he wanted was uh because listen they've got role players up the yin yang they've got some of the best in the league there they've got depth they've got what they need uh what they don't have though is something to compliment jimmy butler they've got a bunch of dudes on this team that are just you know they're g league guys they're playing at a high level but they've ne- never really been there done that and pat knows better than anybody Outside of Jimmy Butler, you're going to you're going to need somebody on that roster can, that can help build up the Bams and the, sure. and the Kendrick Nuns and the Tyler Heroes of the world. Like you, you need somebody there, and you know who better than Iguodala, who understands the concept of playing both sides of the floor. You know, it's not an easy place. You can't come into Miami and think you're just going to uh, you know play half a game, and uh, you know it's going to be isolation bad. Like that's not what it is here, and so Iggy fit all checked all those boxes. It made total sense when we heard it. The question was, was Memphis going to trade him? Right. And that was always a big thing, Dan. And we'll dive into this here. And there's even another name out there we'll talk uh, about. Yeah, for sure. Good. All of this, Pat Riley might actually win the trade deadline. Yeah. yeah, he's shoving all in. Let's get the dance travel. Let's get you caught up with everything that happened overnight here with the news. Let's do it, guys. Sports Grid News Update. Well, gents, happy NBA trade deadline day. The trade wheels have already started churning with that Clint Capella trade back on Tuesday and Wednesday. They continued as you were discussing. The Memphis Grizzlies have agreed to a deal to send Andre Iguodala to the Heat. Iguodala agreed to the trade and has also agreed to a two-year $30 million extension with Miami. Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN and Shams Charania of The Athletic both reporting on the potential deal Wednesday night. Justice Winslow is expected to be a part of the package headed to Memphis. Now, this deal could expand further with Oklahoma City sending Danilo Gallinari to the Heat. 
According to ESPN, Jimmy Butler did leave the heat contest Wednesday with a strange shoulder and should go for an MRI today. Woj also reported late on Wednesday that the Hawks, who have been busy thus far, they traded for Capella, made a deal with the Sacramento Kings. Atlanta gets Dwayne Dedman and two second-round picks, while the Kings get Alex Len and Jabari Parker. Shams Trani reported late Wednesday night that the Philadelphia 76ers jumped into the trade market Wednesday to fortify their bench, landing forward Glenn Robinson III and guard Alec Burks in a trade with the Golden State Warriors. Philadelphia sending Golden State a 2020 second-round pick via Dallas, a 2021 second pick via Denver, and a 2022 second-round pick via Toronto. Dallas forward Christoph Porzingis announced after the Mavericks game Wednesday night that he had, in fact, broken his nose during the contest. He'll see a doctor at some point today. In baseball, according to Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic, the three-team, five-player Mookie Betts trade is being held up due to some medicals. They hope to have that resolved over the next few days. New York Yankees starting pitcher James Paxton is expected to miss three to four months after undergoing back surgery on Wednesday. The Yankees announced that Paxton underwent surgery addressing pain that started last season. The surgery was performed by Dr. Andrew Dawson in Dallas. I'm Dan Straffer, and this has been your Sports Grid News Update. It's the Early Line with Joe Ranieri and Dane Martinez. Yeah, how fitting. Uh, even uh, Gloria Stefan and the Sound Machine understand that Pat Riley is uh, hes whipping something up here. It's been a while since Pat had an opportunity to uh, to be able to do something like this, be in contention and kind of yeah. uh, pull a trade out where no nobody sees it coming. And that's that's always been a trademark of Pat Riley is that he's always working behind the scenes and he knows this team very good. I mean, the one thing about the Miami Heat that dif- that differs from other organizations is how well they utilize the cultivation of talent. Nobody, and I mean nobody right. in this league, has a better minor league system, so to speak, in the NBA than Pat Riley. It's where you get guys like Kendrick Nunn and right. even Whiteside came from there. Like guys going like, where the hell, you know, the Johnsons of the world? Where were these guys? Well, it's Pat Riley who sits there and, and has them play overseas in his system there for a couple of years. And next thing you know, I mean, he's got a pipeline of that's why they're that's why they got the depth. Um, the problem was he was kind of handcuffed with some crazy contracts, Whiteside and others that uh, that he had over the last couple of years to try and hold on for Dwayne Wade. Uh, but now he's he's kind of got a clean slate. He's got a lot of youth on there. He's got a, um, you know, a key in in Jimmy Butler, who uh, you heard there. You sure. heard Dan talk about getting hurt last night, but that remains to be seen. Um, but what he needed and what he wanted really more than anything else was, yes, it would be nice to get some some shooters get a little more wing depth, but he wants experience because he knows come playoff time. Uh, it really doesn't matter. And I know there's some conversation about, uh, Oh, you know, there's a lot of tread on that tires. Correct me if I'm wrong here, Dane, but you know, Iguodala has been on a book tour. He's been working on the gym. He, you know, that those legs are going to be as fresh. Yeah, he hasn't played as, a minute all season. <laughs> that's going to be as fresh as he's been in a long time. So two years, 15 million a year, but, Again, not everything is as it seems. There is an option for next year, for the following year. So if, let's say, Pat it's a team goes option, out right? Gets, a yeah. team option. So yeah. Pat, Pat can go out and, and go shopping for a big whale, you know, sure. whatever a max player might be available that he wants to get. And Iguodala's agreed to, hey, man, no harm, no foul. If you sure. get somebody, I'm good. If not, you know, I can come back and play. So uh, it worked out for all sides. Iguodala gets a contender. Uh, you know, they get at least a, a 23-year-old player 
mm-hmm. uh, back in Memphis that adds to their other young 20-year-olds. Yeah. Win-win. But I love the move from a standpoint of it, Pat knows exactly the chemistry of this team. I don't know that you couldn't go out and buy the kind of experience that he's bringing to those kids on the roster right now. Yeah, Joe, I agree with you on a number of levels. Listen, yes, there's tread on the tire. Yes, right? right? But let's let's be clear about, like, what his role would be on this team, what he would be expected to do. I don't even see him starting. You know, I see him as that experience, off-the-bench, second unit, defense, you know, these wing players. Think about who this is really, I think, targeted for a few things. Like, you're going to guard Jason Tatum in the playoffs, bro. You know what I mean? And and you're going to be another body to get fouls on Giannis. You know what I mean? Like, that's the specific role, having that kind of experience. And it's not like they're asking him to do more than maybe 10 minutes a game. You know what I mean? And so I think it is perfect for what he adds to the locker room. Now you have an experienced second unit along with a guy like Dragic, let's say. You know, Olenek has been through some of the battles with Boston. And, of course, Jimmy Butler, right? So I think what this really is, Joe, is, you know, for years – It's been Golden State and LeBron, right? Mm -hmm. And it's been like, wake me up come Memorial Day in the finals. I think what it is is, honestly, Pat Riley sees an open door. You know, there's a crack in there. There is no dominant team if you take Giannis away, and we have questions about what that means in the playoffs, right? So I think Pat Riley sees an open door, and he's shoving all in. Yeah, yeah, and and there was for a while now, guys, it's not been a secret with Justice uh, Justice Winslow. They loved him. Pat loved him. It's a, you know, Pat went out and got him, guys. uh, Number 10 pick there in a draft a couple of years ago out of Duke. The problem was, and it's a problem that is, you know, come up in a lot of different organizations. The Miami Heat doctors have been saying one thing about his back while Justice Winslow's people are saying another. And so there was some feeling that, uh, and this they they went through this with Chris Bosh. Don't forget, right. a couple back the blood, with the clots. blood clot where you know Bosh's people were saying, "Oh, he's good to go," and the Miami Heat were the doctors were going, "No, oh hell no, he's not. We ain't gonna have him you die know? on the floor." Absolutely not. So there there's been that for a while now uh, over here, but that seemed to be the biggest problem. Miami felt that Winslow should have been on the court. And for whatever reason, um, Winslow's people, whether it is partly him or whatever's going on there, you'll never get the whole story. But it was the fact that, yes, Pat Riley and the Miami Heat doctors thought he was a lot healthier than he was claiming to be. And those doctors of his were going, oh, no, he's not. So, well, you know what? He's going to pass a physical, obviously, because he's on his way to Memphis. Right. And to me, Dane, let's see how fast he gets on the court in Memphis. Yeah, right. And I think that'll tell you everything you need to know about how injured he was. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Listen, I would actually say, Joe, it's more like a Kawhi Leonard than a Chris Bosh because it's flip-flopped, right, where the yeah, players' yeah. group didn't want him out there yet, and the team did. For Bosh, it was kind of the opposite, right? right. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. Yeah, exactly so. it was. I, I think that you're right. That is interesting. I'm already seeing because, you know, they've gone back and forth with the uh, social media stuff. I've already seen Dylan Brooks be like, yo, we got a guy that's good and that wants to play with us. I agree. We should talk about this on the other side, Joe. But I truly think this is a win win deal and like a perfect trade deadline kind of deal. We'll talk about it more on the other side of the break. Yeah. I'm sure. And you know where he's not going is L.A. Yep. Which, uh, which right. I think a few teams in the West are okay with. So. Right. Talk about Gallinari. Take a dollar for the block. Others coming 3 p.m. Guys, trade deadline. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. 
We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. All right, welcome back in here on this uh, Thursday. As uh, a lot going on, we get ready for a, uh, a monster night in uh, college hoops. 62 games. Great night last night. Over 40-some-odd games in uh, college basketball. Another big night in the NBA. But, but certainly all eyes are going to be looking on uh, the 3 p.m. tread deadline here. And uh, we uh, we heard last night the next uh, – Big uh, piece fell, if there are going to be any really big pieces in this. Uh, it was Capella the night before was the big uh, was the big deal. And now uh, the Heats, Pat Riley, Andre Iguodala on his way to uh, bolster what is a already the sixth ranked offense in the NBA. So I do not think, uh, you know, Dane, to the to everyone going, oh, yeah, you know, he's 36. What's he going to? He's not going to be asked to play right. extended minutes, guys. That right. is not what he is going to be able to do. He is simply going to help this roster in these rotations. And more importantly, when it comes to being a defender, and we have seen what he has done against the likes of LeBron James Absolutely. and others in the playoffs, uh, his job will to be really a wing defender and kind of help these young guys understand what playoff basketball is. His game always elevates during the playoffs. And he's not going to be asked to play, you know, 40 minutes a game here. He's going to be asked to go up against guys like, how do you defend against Giannis? How do you defend mm-hmm. against uh, Siakam and Tatum, Tatum and Brad? Yeah. There are guys in, in the East that Pat knows having this guy on that roster and his ability to be able to go in there uh, and give meaningful minutes in playoff time, that's only going to help these these kids and and Bam and Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. It's a it's a brilliant move by both, and he's not done because apparently he's trying to go out and get uh, you know something Gallinari, else. Yeah, like, you have, trying to get Gallinari, which again would give Miami another veteran presence, yep. uh, would give them another opera, more shooting, more depth. And Pat knows in the playoffs, guys, it is a grind. You better have the depth. You better have the ability, especially if they're going to be a top three seed, top three or four seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to have to go. They're going to have to go to places, and they're going to have to take down some of the other guys' uh, top players and outshoot them. So, I uh, I love the move. We'll see if he pulls it off. But to me, I think Pat Riley, he's kind of all in at this point. Yep, uh, I agree. Like we said in the last segment, I truly believe Pat Riley sees. The door ajar. You know, there yeah. is an opportunity here. And like I said, I think he's shoving all in. I, I do have to also say here, though, Joe, I love this deal for the Memphis Grizzlies. I love yes. it. I love it for the Memphis Grizzlies. Like, yep. they are building a little something. I like the chip on their shoulder because of this deal also, right? The narrative, oh, Iggy didn't want to play with us. We're finally getting someone who wants to be with us, thinks we're good. And I wrote it down, Joe. Look, Jaron Jackson's 20. John Morant is 20. Uh, yep. Josh Jackson's 22. Winslow's 23. Brandon Crazy. Clark is 23. Tyus Jones is 23. Dylan Brooks is 24. Even a guy like Grayson Allen there is 24. I mean, Joe, 
That is legit. If I'm one of these free agents, right, like I think this core, this young core, better than New Orleans even with Zion and Ingram and Ball, in my opinion. We've been talking, Joe, remember about this time last year, you and I were on like the Sacramento Kings a little bit. We liked what Buddy Heald and De'Aaron Fox were doing. I got to tell you, man, I'm going to try and get an early spot on this Grizzlies bandwagon. You know I love Ja, and this young core is legit. And you've got assets, and they'll probably have money as well because young players are still cheap. They are going to need at some point yeah. uh, to add some vets on that team that they can rely upon. Because sure. as good as those kids are, they're just babies in the NBA. And Fair. that's really – and Pat realizes it. A lot of teams realize we've got to get that. Why John Morant's going to be a superstar, you kind of need to – you need to put that – you know, middle of the road, thir- you know, 30, 31-year-old. And I don't know who's coming up. We'll look at who's coming up contract-wise in the offseason, max player kind of thing. Right. Listen, you don't have to pay these kids a lot of money over the next couple, but you better get somebody with some presence, and you better, yeah. you better get somebody in there. Uh, Iguodala would have been great. He just, at his point, a guy that's already got three rings, doesn't want to go in and be a mentor to a Absolutely. team that's an eight seed and gets bounced out. He's better, th- and it's it's a better fit for everybody but OKC is also interesting to me, too, because if they do get and they've been trying to work, Gallinari has been on the market for a while yes. for them. You know, Sam and Presti and those guys over there at OKC, they're all about draft capital. They're all mm-hmm. about those kinds of assets and what they're building. They didn't think they'd be in a position to make the playoffs right, right. now. They just they didn't. Nobody saw this. So now that they are, while Gallinari would hurt, they the ability to be able to get another First round pick. They, Miami already owes them a pick, but they could pull the protection off, which means give them another asset right away. They don't have to worry. So it it makes sense again. And this is the beauty of what Pat Riley does is that he finds these players in these situations where they're win wins. Like he's not fleecing exactly. anybody. He's just beating everyone to the punch because yep. of. You know, Pat Riley is playing chess while sometimes others are playing checkers. Doesn't mean it's going to work out, but. On paper, at least, and understanding the needs, he goes out and gets guys that other teams, eh, they may work. Like, like No, they'll sure. work with the Miami Heat. Yeah, that makes sense. And, Joe, we say it all the time. I keep on bringing back the idea, remember, in the trade deadline for baseball, mm-hmm. we were talking about Madison Bumgarner, right? And it was right in the middle of when the Giants were winning something like 16 of their last 20 games, you know? Yes. And that's kind of where Oklahoma City is. Right. That's correct. You know, and I'll say the same thing I was saying to you back then. You know, they need to look themselves in the mirror and realize that while they are overperforming right now, the prudent decision is to play the long game. And that could mean moving Gallinari. I'm hearing talk about Steven Adams also as potentially out there and what a difference he could make for a contender that's looking like a Boston. Right. That's looking for someone like that. And you're right. This is a win win deal. Joe, in my opinion, that's what it is. You find the team that needs the 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 help in the short term, which is yep. probably the guy that looks like the better end of the deal. But as long as that team that realizes that they're still building, a.k.a. Memphis in this situation, gets the pieces, gets the cap relief, whatever it is, this is good for them long term. You're right, Joe. The Grizzlies still need that kind of veteran. All I'm saying is that Memphis, I think, looks very attractive to a potential guy like that in free agency, right? That's now right. they're like, yep. oh, I could go there. And I got to tell you, man, Carl Anthony Towns, where you at? 
Yeah, I just I imagine don't that know. in the offseason, even though like the free agent, I think free, as better, a free agent, yeah. yep, couldn't he yep. be an attractive kind of piece? Yep. John Morant and Carl Anthony Towns. Exactly. You talk about the pick yep. and roll with like Trey Young and whatever Capella. We talk about Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis as the new age, you know, Malone and Stockton. Could you imagine John Morant and Carl Anthony Towns? Yeah, I know. I, I think there might be a couple of. Especially out in the West, because I do think the two teams in L.A. are going to there's going to be something announced before 3 p.m. regarding the Lakers and the Clippers. And I think the needs are are very glaring. I think they both understand this is where championship teams make the run. They put the final touches. We watched Toronto do it last uh, last year by bringing in uh, Gasol there and uh, trying to fortify that middle. They knew what they were doing. They knew what was going on there. I do think that, A, the Lakers, while we know the two big names there, guys, they they need another playmaker. They need another scorer. They need another playmaker. They thought that the kid would do it, but Kuzma hasn't lived up to it. I don't know whether he's lived up to LeBron's hype or whatever. you know, they and we know LeBron don't like young guys. Anyway. Hey, LeBron, you want Marcus Morris? Give me yeah, Kyle Kuzma yeah. plus. Let's go. It, you know, Derek Rose is another guy that uh, that would fit well there with uh, LeBron. So uh, they do need another. They need some depth in the scoring playmaking. And I think the Clippers, too, same type of situation. Um, they've got some guys that they could pull off here. Morris, listen, you think the Clippers? Instead yeah. of it, in Morris going to the Lakers, you don't think the Clippers would jump in and say, oh, sure. hell no. Tough guy, defender, Tristan Thompson's another guy that's yes. been associated with him out there. See, uh, I think there's a battle brewing in the yep. Staples Center right now between Hitting these wars. two teams. Yep. Yeah, who's going to who's going to get the what? And if nothing else, just so the other guy doesn't, doesn't get it. Right. It's like, Joe, remember that show Hollywood Squares? Yeah. You know, yes, and you'd be like, exactly. Zsa Zsa Gabor for the block. Yep. You yes, know, yeah, exactly. and that's, I think, what's exactly. going on. Um, This idea, I'm also hearing Tristan Thompson could be the answer now for Houston as their big men. Okay, you know, and that could be the kind of guy, right, that won't need the ball, won't take touches, but can be that defensive rebounder kind of guy. We know LeBron James has a history with Tristan Thompson and loves him. Listen, this Marcus Morris thing is going to happen, Joe. Because if yep. you're the Knicks, why the hell not? Okay, and if you if I can get Kyle Kuzma plus, sure. I'm yep. also hearing the kid Shamet or Shamet from the Clippers potentially in a yep. package. Doc doesn't want to necessarily give him up. Yep. And let me ask, let me bring something else up. Another name, you know, I've been saying that the New Orleans Pelicans, it's silly for them to view themselves as a playoff team. I, they right. need to trade Drew Holiday. That would be a haul. You know who else is on that roster that I think could be very coveted for a guy like LeBron? Who's that? J.J. Redick. Oh, interesting. Isn't J.J. Redick like, first of all, he's been on the Clippers before. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. And yep. LeBron wants to surround himself with shooters. You know yes. what I mean? And yep. there is, honestly, there is no better shooter out here than J.J. Redick. I, I don't know what the contract and if you want to go, but J.J. Redick does fill that veteran playoff-tested experience. I understand yep. his value in New Orleans potentially as well as a veteran, but if the Pelicans, again, look themselves in a mirror, they have assets to go out and try and get themselves young talent or draft capital for the future when their time comes. 
It's funny, too. His his name was brought up last night in, believe it or not, heading back to Philadelphia. Okay. Which makes absolute sense because they need as much shooting. Outside shooting, yeah. Possible. But listen, they, they J.J. Redick is a commodity. Danilo yes, Gallinari is. is a commodity. Why? Because yeah, they can shoot. Okay? Yeah, so these teams need to flip them, realize where they are, whether you're Oklahoma City or New Orleans. Deal them. Yeah, and I'd be interested to see if Portland does anything. Kevin Love, baby. Are, uh, Kevin Love, they're baby. They're getting healthier, yes. too, which yes. they have to take into consideration. So it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see. Nurkic, is he coming back? Is he not? See what they got there. Yeah. Plenty to be decided. A couple hours left here. NBA trade deadline on the grid. SportsGrid.com. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. So big night uh, in the association uh, last night, especially if you were a dog. Uh, dogs uh, shopping last night. They went six and three against the number. You had four straight up upsets. Uh, Detroit. Holy crap. Detroit plus three. Uh, yeah. 135 on the money line. Took down to Phoenix. It's just awful. Uh, and, I, and I don't even know. Detroit had like eight guys. I don't, I don't even have enough guys. Almost <laughs> roster. It's amazing to me at home. Uh, Atlanta, same situation. They only had about eight guys right. rest last night, but when a couple of those guys are uh, named uh, Collins and Trey Young, and you're Young. okay. They were getting four and a half in Minnesota. That line was just all too strange. Plus 155 on a money line. Uh, Memphis, too, uh, took down Dallas. Uh, Porzingis got a broken nose along the yeah. way. Plus four and a half. A I plus told y'all yesterday morning. A money line. Very good. And Denver. Uh, also, uh, getting 10 points in Utah. What the hell is wrong with Utah at home? Mm -hmm. Their fourth consecutive loss. They were plus 400 on the money line. That was a uh, second of a back-to-back -back for Denver. And, uh, yeah, no, it was. it's not good in Utah right now. A lot of finger-pointing going on there. A lot of guys uh, looking at each other right now. Overs also last night, 6-3, uh, and three, but, yeah, there's, uh, there's some issues uh, going on there. But it was a good night for... Uh, underdogs, and they've got uh, it's an interesting schedule tonight. You got five NBA games, but uh, 62 college uh, basketball games. Oof. And a lot of us are wondering all right, 3 p.m., just around the corner, who's going to make the next big move? And uh, when we say big move, it's it's relative because there are not yeah, who's big, really out there. What are the big fish? Sound shaking, but we've seen Toronto again last year, those last second additions. You know, the Marcus Alls of the world bringing in to complement what you got right. is what we're seeing Miami do. I think it's what the Lakers and the Clippers are going to do. Right. Uh, Portland, what are they going to do as they start to get uh, a push? Because Portland knows more than anything else. If we can get healthy at the right time, maybe add a piece here or there and then get to the playoffs. It doesn't matter if they're six, seven or 18. Right. They, they know they've been there. They've done they that. Are they are live against anybody. They are live against. I don't give I agree. a they I are live anybody and everybody. So I think those are the ones we'll be keeping an eye on here today, Dane, really from the standpoint of 
which one yep. do do does LA just simply outbid each other so the other team doesn't get it? Because there is some there's some gamesmanship here with this. Yeah, you know, that's why I talked about the good old Hollywood Squares kind of yeah. idea, right? Because not only are you trying to get a player, you're trying to make sure your rival or a guy you think you may see in the playoffs or it can be an impediment to you getting to the finals doesn't get that player, oh. okay? Right. And so absolutely, and you're right, Joe, it's a kind of relative speaking, right? We're talking about guys like Danilo Gallinari, Tristan Thompson. These are yep. not, you know, MVP caliber players, but what they could be is play a perfect role, right? To kind of complete the puzzle for the team. That's what happens right. at the trading deadline. You know what your needs are and trying to address them. So whether it's the kind of three and D kind of guy, whether it's a rim protector, you know, you've had these what? four or five months to self-scout and diagnose your team and know what you need. I think the names to keep an eye on today are Danilo Gallinari, Tristan yep. Thompson, and then you know I've been talking about Kevin Love. I think he's a perfect fit for yeah. these Portland Trailblazers. And just imagine, Joe, remember last year when Portland made their run, Jurkic was hurt. Yes, he was. Okay, and this guy, like, this is a big-time center. Okay, he's yeah. in my opinion, he's one of the top five centers in the league. Think Certainly Jokic, out absolutely. west, right? Yep. When yep. you think about the Gobert's, the Jokic's, the Anthony Davis's, I put Nurkic, you know, right there at the bottom of that group. Okay, yep. you know about the backcourt, right? That backcourt, Dame can drop fifty whenever he wants. You start to worry about Dame. C.J. McCollum <laughs> can go crazy in a quarter, right? It's kind of yep. like Stephen Clay. You know, Steph Curry is the shiny lights like Damian Lillard. But Klay Thompson is the one who puts up 25 in a quarter. C.J. McCollum is the one who can just go off, right? And then you put a Kevin Love potentially or another front court scoring option there. I do think the arrow is pointing up. They're getting healthier. The Portland Trailblazers are dangerous up and coming in the West. I agree, man. And it's... um. I don't expect any of these guys just to sit on their hands uh, because... Again, you can't you can't wait for somebody else to do it. Right. So you've got to go out and, and get it done. It's that, that tightly contested, I think, in the West, and they know it. And yep. the East, um, there are glaring needs outside of teams like, you know, Milwaukee, who is, Toronto, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of set. But now that Miami's made the move, there are definitely those teams at the top in the East are going, okay, um, they just got a little bit better come playoff time, right. a little more experience. So now if you're Philadelphia, we know what your pro you know what your problem is. Everybody knows what your problem is. So and you're not and they know you ain't going to as good as listen, Simmons and Embiid for the future of the for, I get it. But you ain't getting past the East. All right. If you can't shoot the rock from the outside, they have no shooters. Right. And Tobias Harris. So and that's far. about it. Right. That's it. And you probably overpaid for him, and you know sure. that, too. So, J.J. Redick and others right now that are out and available, you've got to mm -hmm. make a move, Philadelphia. I hate that, but you need to make a move. Like, you, if you're going to contend with these other guys, otherwise it's going to be very difficult for you to be able to get out. I mean, hell, what? Toronto last night down, uh, you know, double digits in the mm -hmm. waning minutes a game at home against Indiana with Oladipo and yep. company there finally putting it together go on a run in the final two minutes. I've never seen, you know, typical, you got to be able to shoot the damn ball. That's, you know, that's what it is. And that's right why up. Toronto, again, 11 wins in a row. Nobody wants 12 to talk now, about Joe, them. 12. 12 now. Yeah, that's right. 12 last night. 
uh, one-point win, guys. They were losing, getting their at the Indiana dropped 40-some-odd points in the second quarter alone yep. on it. It was 43-18. to 18. It was like, what the hell just happened? And they came back and they won that game, which should scare and mm-hmm. at least put the rest of that Eastern Conference on notice, guys. Toronto's going nowhere, Absolutely, and Jeff. they will be ready to contend once again. Listen, uh, Toronto, I can't. I can't really figure Toronto out, man. They, everyone is injured. There's no Kawhi yep. there, and they keep chugging along. Like, I respect yep. Toronto. They will be there, period, full stop, end of story. Okay? Correct. Cool. They'll be there. We'll be talking about Toronto in May. All right? I'm moving on from them. Milwaukee yep. and Giannis, they will be there. Okay? Yes. Um, Miami is looking like they're going for it. They're shoving their chips into the middle of the table. Joe, yep. honestly, what we also heard about Philadelphia yesterday they're chirping about each other now, Joe. I heard yeah. Al Horford saying there are issues in the locker room. I heard I'm Joel Embiid say, you know, we got to figure some things out. That sounds really bad, Joe. Yep. All right. Yep. So forget they got to acquire someone. They got to clean up their own mess first, okay? It's amazing. Where yep. I am looking, Joe, honestly, I'm looking at Danny Ainge and the Boston Celtics. Okay, Mm -hmm. I really and I know it sounds in the way we've talked the last, you know, week or two about this. I I think I believe in the potential of the C's a little bit more than you do. Okay, but they they can shoot the ball, Joe. They do have defenders. And to me, what is clear is what they are lacking. They're lacking size. Okay, and so you can go out and get size today, Joe. You know, whether that is a Tristan Thompson. You know, yes. whether that is, you know, I talk about a guy like Cat, but they also, Ainge is no stranger to wheeling and dealing, Joe. And yes, they have capital. They have young talent. They have the assets. Now, parting with a guy like a Jalen Brown would be tough. Parting yes. with a guy like a Marcus Smart would be tough. tough but yeah. I think that is, we talk about the puzzle piece they need. I believe Boston is still viable to be a true Eastern Conference contender if they get some muscle today. Marcus Morris is out there also, you know, so I think there's options, and I think Danny Ainge is going to be on the phone all day. Yeah, it's... um... It's going to happen, man. It's absolutely going to happen, and uh, it's... There's going to be one other, Dan. There's going to be one move yep. here by one shoot to drop that we're not talking about. The surprise, not, the mystery it, team, right? Yep, you know it. And it could evolve some of these teams, or you know what? It it could be a team that we just go, well, damn, we didn't see that coming. Yeah, because we always know as great as Woj is, and those guys. Yeah, listen, they everyone's got an agenda there, and it's usually one or two teams that right. you're not going to know about it until it's done. Like out of nowhere, uh, Bradley Beal actually right. gets moved. Exactly <laughs> you know? correct, yes. Then, there, yeah, there was some talk of, uh, and I don't know, but you mentioned it, the 76ers seem miserable right they really now. really do. Those, in that locker room. If they can't you got, figure their own issues out, I'm not no. thinking about them. Now, Simmons is in the, uh, you know, his pull side with right. the Kardashian calling guys out, calling yeah. them soft. I, it just, to me, it's, um, it, it seems like there's a They're lot the of Browns, going They're on. the Cleveland Browns, Joe. They're the Cleveland Browns. They're the Cleveland Browns, you know. Uh, crazy early expectations, right? Baker has his commercials. Embiid has his social media. Simmons has the Kardashians, right? A lot of talent that we can't, we can't discount. It's just something feels iffy in there behind the scenes, and it's like they're not mature enough to actually make it happen.
They're not. And and the sad part is that the fall guy on that is not going to be these players. It's going to be uh, it's going to be their head coach. Nick and, Nurse? But he's been doing it. Like, what yeah. a story. Oh, oh, no, that's Toronto. Sorry. No, no, Toronto. Yeah, no, he's going to Brown is going to be Brown. he'll be gone. Yeah, he'll be gone. They were already they've already been laying that foundation when they yeah. got smoked by Miami on Sunday that already he's not the guy. So. You know, that's the other problem is that there's going to be layers to this. Instead of just recognizing it for what it is, uh, they, you know, they're going to go through the steps where, hey, yeah. it's going to be the coach. All right, so the coach is the players the only meeting. <laughs> yeah. So what? You're going to look at Elton Brand? I mean, you know, you're going to keep going down the list here until you realize yep. Simmons and ain't bid ain't going to work, guys. It right. just ain't going to work. Everyone else knows it. You got to come to that realization. So. Uh, it, it's sad because they could be really, really good, but they ain't ever going to get over that hump. All right, uh, we'll take a look here. Big night uh, in not only the NBA, but in college hoops. We'll take a look at some of these at Big East Conference. Yeah, that's it. Coming up, baby. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Days, 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern on the Sports Grid Network. All right, get ready for it. 62 college hoop games uh, tonight, including, and I can't believe I'm saying it, the game of the night is going to be out west. And uh, welcome back to the party. UCLA taking on Arizona State. Bobby Hurley taking on uh, Mick Cronin, who has uh, resurrected this UCLA program over the last month or so. I I can't believe it because they were almost an instant fade every week that they played. It was kind of laughable how bad they are. Uh, Mick Cronin had delivered a program of uh, top-notch capabilities in Cincinnati, took the job in UCLA, and, you know, not his kids, first year there, not his recruits, not his style, right. uh, but he's kind of adjusted, and these kids have gotten ready. And, guys, UCLA's 4-1 and one in its last five, and they're taking on an Arizona State team as well. Uh, they've won three of their last four. It is a battle out in the Pac-12, and uh, this all of a sudden – we're watching these uh, teams here over the last month, Arizona State and UCLA, and going, wow, they, they, ooh, you don't want to get in front of this uh, this train right now. These kids are really starting to buy in, which is always happens this time of year in college hoops where there's teams that start really slow, and it takes a little adjustment, set, especially new coaches, new systems. Right. But, man, oh, man, uh, this is going to be a fun late-night game to watch, guys, and it's also going to have a lot of implications as far as uh, both of these teams' uh, chances, not only in the Pac-12 championship, but guys being moving forward in seeding. And sure. you and I both know, Dan, if it's not a blue blood and parity this year mm-hmm. is reading through in college hoops, any the hot team going into yeah. tournament time in 30 days from now, if the, if the guys can go on a roll, yeah, look out. Anything can happen, I think, especially this year. And it's not like either of these two teams don't have uh, top-quality recruits and talent there Mm. uh it is going to be uh it's going to be really interesting to see what's going on there is a trend here um with bobby hurley and arizona state you guys should know about 
Uh, they have won three of their last four. Okay. Uh, they did beat Arizona. They did beat Washington, but they did lose their last game. So Arizona State off a loss, 15-3 and three over the last two years. So Hurley gets these kids after a loss. They are they are a tremendous bounce-back team to right the ship and get back on there tonight. So keep an eye on this game, and this is going to go a long way. Two of the Again, two more teams, Dane, that it's mm-hmm. like, oh, man, uh, you know, you say, are they any good? Are they not? Arizona? Yeah. No, they, they're they a lot of those types of teams right there and outside of the Kansas, Kentuckys, and Dukes. Sure. Get, get used to seeing these guys. When the brackets come out, guys, in 30 days, there's uh, a lot of those. Uh, they used to be good. I don't mm-hmm. know if they're good anymore. A lot of those teams are going to, uh, those eight, nine seeds, right. they're going to be a tough out here this year, Dan. It's going to be a wild March Madness. Yeah, absolutely. Remember, there is no dominant team. We've been talking mm-hmm. about this all year. You know, you don't have Calipari and a Kentucky team with a first and second wave of first-round picks this nope. year. You know what I mean? So I agree. And to be quite honest, you know, you talk about looking out west. In the Pac-12 nope. tonight, I think there's a couple of big-time games. You talk about UCLA-Arizona State. USC-Arizona tonight is also a big game. Two teams above 500 in conference. Arizona, number 23 in the country. You talk about positioning for that Pac-12 conference tournament. I think Cal at Colorado, also an interesting game. You know, and... and, Yes. And, Joe, here's the thing. You mentioned this idea of, you know, parity reigning supreme uh, this year. The way I'm looking at it is this could be the year where one of those mid-major-ish teams break through. You know, could Gonzaga actually get it done this year and and cut down the nets, right? Could they finally take that step forward? Could it be one of, like you say, these kind of traditional teams that get hot at the right time? And I'm telling you, Joe, we talked about the regionalism in college sports. I'm over here on the East Coast. I am going to pay attention to the Pac-12 a little bit more than in normal years. I'm going to watch these San Diego State games. I'm going to watch these Gonzaga games because I believe out here in New Jersey, I might get value on their lines come conference tournament, come March Madness. I want to know about Arizona State. I want to know about Colorado, San Diego State, Gonzaga, Oregon. Mm -hmm. I want to know about these teams. I want to start to get my understanding of them solidified now so that I can see if there's any East Coast bias in the lines, in the totals when it matters come March. Yeah, and uh, right now in conference play, you're starting to get also a lot of these, oh, it's the second time that we get to play some teams here in the conference, So, and it's always tough. And you don't have to look any further, guys, than what happened uh, last night in a couple of situations you had. Uh, first of all, Vanderbilt uh, just upends LSU guys in the most unbelievable fashion and a just a dagger. They were an 11-point favorite, that being uh, LSU, and Vanderbilt snaps a 26-game losing streak uh, against this uh, LSU program, and they beat them, Dane, and just they outscored them. 99-90 to 90 is what yeah. they, uh, they upset, number 18, LSU, which is a... Very talented team. Very good team coming out of the SEC. Um, I just, I'm shocked. Vanderbilt hadn't won a game in the SEC yet this year, right. guys. This is what we're talking about. The And, you know, you got a top 20 team, Dane, another top 20 team with a little number next to their name, and then uh, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt hasn't even won an SEC game. Well, you know, that stopped last night, man. They, uh, uh, they destroyed 
uh, LSU, who's got to be shaking their heads going. But 35 of 61 from the floor will generally do that for you when you get hot. Purdue dropped over 100 points on Iowa last night, guys. Uh, we thought this was going to be a great matchup, right? right. Iowa, uh, Iowa was getting four, four and a half, Big Ten matchup, very slow, methodical Purdue, right? Not exactly what you would consider a running. They dropped over a hundred points on yeah, Iowa. That's crazy. Like, what the hell was? Yeah, and then you look at the box score, and I think they uh, they were thirty-one of forty-five or something from three-point range. <laughs> That'll do it. That'll do it, guys. That <laughs> will do it. That'll and do number it. again. Uh, number 17, uh, Iowa, little number next to its name versus a Purdue team. And that's on the road in conference. Play. On the road. On the road in conference. Conference play is a different animal. Damn man. right. It really, really is, dude. We and uh, a- Butler. Yep. Same that's thing last say. night. Yep. yep. Butler, same thing. We shined a light last yesterday morning on the Big East matchups, right? Yes. And that was the case as well. Butler, I know they're a ranked team, but they were the dog at home against Villanova. Same thing, Joe. Creighton Providence. Remember, we talked Same about thing. that one yesterday. Creighton, number next to their name, on the road at a f- above 500 team in conference, Event jockeying spot, yep. from position. We talked about that. Providence gets the W in that one, 73-56. Yeah, and uh, big, uh, I mean, when you get two top 25 teams like Butler and Villanova yeah. last night, too, it's always fun. And uh, it ended in in spectacular fashion as uh, Butler drains a three as uh, clock is running down in a tied game to win by three. Did and you also, see there was a guys, leak in the building in that game? Did you see that? I had no idea what was going on. I was on. flipping I around. Rain. I saw that they're mopping, they're, they're toweling the damn floor. I was like, oh, this is early in the game still. How is it so early? There's still like 13 minutes left in the first we half. We were laughing because we're on the game yeah. live and we're going through the score and I'm seeing, oh, this right. is then, then like right. delay. I'm like, what? Right. The, I'm like, are they playing outside? Nah, like, man. what am I? <laughs> Wait, when leak. you get delays and that, exactly. that guy's climbing up, there were buckets in the rafters. It was wild. <laughs> I was like, I can't bet this game yeah. now. You got to be kidding me. There's yeah. a leak in the room. Like, you don't know. Is there going to be another delay? Right. Like, what the hell is going on there? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, listen, the leak turned to be uh, actually pretty profitable because not only did they win, but, um, you know, getting the two and a half points, which is what Villanova was. They lost and they win. They cover Butler. Right. Congratulations there. Big win. But the uh, the upset of the night. And the blowout of the night. I mean, Vanderbilt and then uh, Purdue dropping 104 yeah, really. on Iowa. Iowa, you got to learn how to win a game on the road here, dude, at some particular point. And this is uh, Virginia last night, too, was another interesting uh, game. Yeah, what was the final score there? Yeah, uh, they barely made it to 100 points there uh, last <laughs> night. <laughs> yeah. The score was 24-14 at half. That's I, what I, I was going to say. I was flipping around, and at one point, Virginia was up like, I think it was 16-2. to two. <laughs> you know, like halfway through the first half. And I was exactly. like, oh, good thing we yep. gave out the under yesterday. <laughs> exactly correct. 107 yeah. points. And people kept betting it up. It opened at 104. People kept betting yeah. it up. And I'm going at halftime 26. Remember we said guys. the first half under? We were like, yes. yo, we whatever oh. the first half under is, bet Hammer it. it. That's Hammer right. It. Welcome to Virginia basketball, I'm guys. Telling one, you. Of the most, one of the most boring drop. But you know what? And that was the other problem was why... Asking a team to lay eight points at home that is anticipated the first one to 50 wins, you know how hard that is? Right. I mean, that's not You said it, that. How do you get the not, working margin in a game that's, that's going to have 90 points overall? No, you don't. And, that, and they didn't. And that was the other thing. They didn't cover. They didn't cover the eight, eight and a half that they, were, they closed with uh, and give credit to Clemson because – 
at 14 points in the first half, you're going, what are they going to score? A total right. of 30 points in this game? Like, come on. They did come back and at least make it a game. But those, Good for them. <laughs> those types of things, let's be realistic, Dane. I mean, those, those kinds of games, those kinds of teams, um, that is, there's opportunity there. There's always going to be value there because how much people are going to go, Listen. especially public now with recreational yeah. dollars, they're going to look at Virginia and go 104. Like, no, yeah. no, I'm good. It's got to go. Oh, it's got to go. All right. Everyone scored. Yeah. No, it ain't there's going a reason all. it's that low. And ain't going, I don't give a red. Uh, absolutely. Said, Joe, where does it have to go for you to hammer the, uh, what's it? The arm? That's, it, isn't it, that what I asked you yesterday morning? That's the way I framed it to you. How low would it have to be? And you are like, I don't know, man, I ain't touching it. Absolutely. <laughs> Joe. And here, honestly, guys on the early line, you know, we're giving you these information. We're giving you these trends. One of the things we've been talking about for the last two weeks are ranked teams on the road in conference. And it happened three times yesterday. We're giving you trends. And now, look, Joe, they have it up on the screen. Look, where is it? Up, up. What are we combined over the last week so far? We're 5-1 we're and one on this over the last week. I know we're not necessarily touts, but we're giving you information. We're teaching you how to fish here on Sports Group. Correct. Yep, just different spots in the schedule, guys, That's right. to be able to take a look at. And uh, there's opportunities to be had, especially with over 60 games on the board here tonight in college alone. And, well, there is a couple of games I really like here, too. So we'll talk about those. We'll cover it coming up. Hour number two, the early line on the grid, sportsgrid.com. Come back and join us. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com.